This episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You can choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within the year, so you'll never get bored. Greg Miller loves it, and you can trust him when it comes to food. A couple upcoming meals include seared chicken and creamy pasta salad with summer squash and some sweet, sweet peppers, creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles. I don't even know what that is, but it's exciting, and sweet potato wedges. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash gamescast. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash gamescast. Blue Apron, better way to cook. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 126 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by no halves of the coolest dudes in video games. <laughs> this is like the first time I think I've done a games cast without Greg being a part of it. A proper games Ooh. cast. I've done a lot of bonus ones. But Sorry. Greg's gone, so I was like, when the parents are away, the kids will play. We got to do it. So I was like, <laughs> I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts, a thing that Greg Miller will never want to talk about. So I had to get the best in the biz. What's good games? Alexa, Ray, Korea. Hey. Aw, thank you. And the boy wonder of news from <laughs> IGN.com, Jonathan Dornbush. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Glad to be here. This is going to be great. We've assembled Thanks, the audience. dream team for this one. This How you guys great. been? Yes. Great. Been good. Good, good, good. You've been doing what's good game stuff. Yes. We were just talking about this a little bit. How's it going over there? It's going really well. Uh, we are making a lot of stuff. We have a lot of other cool things in the pipeline and it's just been really fun. Like mm -hmm. the four of us just kind of get each other, which is nice. That is good. I like it. And then Jonathan, you at IGN, how's everything going with the, the news? It's going well. <laughs> it's, over there. it's convention season, so it's crazy, but it's fun. I it's do not envy your position there. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress, and it never stops. No, it's nonstop right now, but it, so it makes it both like the worst time, but also the best. It's yeah. like the most rewarding. Yeah? Yeah, right. so it's been good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast. You should we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. How can you get this show, you ask? It's simple. Actually, it's pretty complex. One, <laughs> you can support at patreon.com slash kind of funny games at the dollar or above level and watch the show live, like many of you are doing right now. Two, you can support at other levels and get the show early on Friday. Or if you don't want to support us financially, that's cool too. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the world will have it on the following Monday. It's a pretty sweet deal when you think about it. You know, I'm happy with it. This episode, it's going to be worth the dollar. Oh, yeah. Let's start oh, it off right. Sure. What have you guys been playing? Uh, so I actually, after, so my, my book came out last week, not to like drop that. Right Where can people get it and what is it? They can get it on bossfightbooks.com or you can get it on amazon.com. It is about Kingdom Hearts. Perfect. I can say that I Perfect. literally wrote the book on Kingdom Hearts. Oh my God, it you exists. are an expert <laughs> by it definition. Yep. I am I am the expert. And it just came out and it's been doing really well. You can grab it uh, also on Kindle and Amazon as well. And I uh, went back through and I was sort of reading my physical copy and crying a little bit. And I noticed something that I said about one game and I was like, that can't be something about uh, like 358 over two days, which is the 3DS game. And I was like, mm -hmm. 
wait a minute. And so I booted that game up and got sucked back into it. So I'm like 10 <laughs> hours into this game just replaying it because why yeah. not? Nice. No, I love that. Well, that was the DS one, right? <laughs> that yes. is the DS one. Yeah, yeah, the DS one. I never, I didn't play that one. Which you don't have gonna to, get into, but we'll get to We're, we're going to get <laughs> yeah. into yeah. all of that. We'll get Before we, we even <laughs> dive a little deeper into that, I want to talk about your book. So what is, how did this happen? What is the book? <laughs> so there's a small publisher called Boss Fight Books. It was started a couple years ago by a guy named uh, Gabe Dunham. And he wanted to create a series uh, about games uh, for people that like games by people that are also into games. So it's, there are 16 books. Mine is the 16th. There's a couple of short story anthologies and each one tackles a completely different video game by a completely different author. And some are autobiographical, some are memoirs, some are personal, some are analytical and some are a straight history. Uh, my favorite, uh, Ashley and Anthony Birch wrote about Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Sutner did Shadow of the Colossus as like a history of its development, which awesome. is absolutely amazing. And uh, I've read it and I really liked it. But in the next season, they've already announced Chris Kohler of Wired fame now at Kotaku. Oh, wow. Wrote about Final Fantasy V. Oh. But he wrote about the fan translation community around Final Fantasy V, which is very fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. So what did you write about then with uh, Kingdom Hearts? But what, what was your kind of where take on it? So where to begin? We almost had a glossary because my editor yeah. came back and was like, so when you say Ansem, who do you mean? I remember and I'm like, you telling oh, me about that as you were it. I was like, oh. But you just had to go like, further and further into detail because yeah we had to make like a like a designated like when i say this answer i mean we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> but is oh, it yeah. like was it story based is it kind of like going through the history of the franchise or what's the the point of the book so it is a i would say it's a critical analysis you take uh it uses kingdom hearts 2 as the framework but it pulls in uh elements of the first game and things that happened in later games like birth by sleep i mentioned quite frequently um and it's a analysis of the themes and the tropes and the through lines mm. because what inspired me to write it was so many people are like oh that's just like disney with some final fantasy garbage in it like it's it's a kids game because Goofy's in it, but it's but it's not a kids game, and so I set to prove that it's more sophisticated than we think. Cool. And I hope I did a good job. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> awesome. If you're interested in that, go check it out. Amazon or BossFightBooks.com. Boss <laughs> right. What? So you've been playing Kingdom Hearts. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, I heard you guys talking about earlier, and I was playing this as well. Crash Bandicoot. Because Crash is back. Hell so yeah. The Bandicoot has been saved. We did Woo. it. Oh my we God. We can go home. So, how, so yes. you reviewed it at IGN. Yes, I, I, didn't, at IGN. I didn't realize yes. that. But you yeah. also wrote an amazing Your article story so at IGN oh, that you. I appreciate it. highly recommend. Definitely look it up. What's the best place? How could people find that easily? Uh, just uh, probably my Twitter. It's my pinned tweet right now. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. So that would be the easiest. But also on IGN, if you go search for Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy IGN, it'll be like one of the first stories that pops awesome. up. Yeah. It was a beautiful story. Thank you. It's super, super that. awesome. And I think that that is why Crash is... The, the insane trilogy is so important right now is that yeah. I feel like there's this new level of nostalgia and retro like retro is starting to mean something to a different wave of mm -hmm. people. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so it's the, the people that grew up in the the nineties playing games, not necessarily the eighties that are remembering these games in a way that I think a lot of other people don't. So like crash bandicoot to me, I grew up with it. And so I have such yeah. fond memories of it now being able to go back. It's really exciting to me not just to play it but to see the reaction that the trilogy is getting right totally, now yeah. because people are loving it online and yeah. the amount of people that are just dedicating themselves to platinuming all three games and getting into it and like seeing the like 100 page 
thread on NeoGAF. I'm like, wow, people are actually excited about Crash Bandicoot. Super cool. Yeah, we were, it's crazy because leading up to it, we saw like all of the videos that we posted on IGN were always like the biggest videos of that week. And a lot of like the people who didn't grow up in that era were like, why is Crash doing so well? We don't understand. And it was like, because it's nostalgic to a specific era that yep. it just, you didn't happen to be a part of. But we have the people there, like me, yeah. who love it. And so we were able to work towards it. And it's so much fun to see that. And yeah. it's super good. Last week, uh, we did a show and we reviewed the game and we were talking about the sales numbers. And back then it was a little early. We weren't, weren't really getting too yeah. much. But now we're seeing all this stuff where it's just like doing crazy, crazy numbers on yeah. uh, Amazon UK and stuff like outselling Horizon. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. we're going to get more crash. This is <laughs> insane. Yeah, I better at to this them. point. I had actually talked to the uh, create the producers of the game, the trilogy before it came out, and was like, "Hey, so obviously, like, if this does well, do you guys want to see more?" And they're like, "We love Crash. Some of us worked on like later Crash games. Like, one of them worked on Crash Nitro, Nitro Kart, Kart, and uh, then they also worked, worked on, on the, the GBA, ones. the later ones. Yeah." And so they were like, "Of course, we'd love to keep going with it." So hopefully, this shows people that yes, there's more. Also, I'd like to take that time to petition a Spyro trilogy. Dude, so I would he, love that. I need to ask. Sliding like, that in there. What, yeah, what do you <laughs> What do you want most? Do you want a new Crash? Do you want Crash Team Racing, or do you want a Spyro? trilogy Ooh, that's a really hard uh, Mary Boff kill mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> um, I probably right now would take a Spyro trilogy just because I have the crash trilogy sort of to satiate that mm -hmm. appetite uh, and I could wait a little while for a new crash uh, after that but I think Spyro yeah. right now what about you what do you well, think well if you want more Spyro you can always just play Skylanders true no but no, that's what they said about Crash. And, yeah. and to be fair the crash segment <laughs> in Skylanders great. is they really really treated it, it with fantastic. care and they yeah. like I'm it happy shows. we got more than that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was something. But what, what would you choose? I think we're ready for a totally new crash. So I'm going to put my vote there. I'll I want that new vote. one. Crash Team Racing. Yeah, but the thing is, I want all three, but man, really, like, Crash Team Racing is such a special game to me. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't know necessarily what I, because I, I think I just want a remake of it in the same way that the Insane Trilogy got yeah. a remake. But then I don't know where it would stand compared to like Mario Kart 8 where it is now because yeah. that game has come so far there and have been so many I will fans. fight till I die that Crash Team Racing <laughs> is better than Mario Kart 64 I would probably stand with you on that yeah I, I, yeah, I, I really think fight. so yeah. and the thing about a new crash is I've been kind of worried about it and I've been like I don't want a new crash like because it's just like it, it is but stuck in a different era but forever I was like I don't yeah. but now playing through this I'm like now I do. You want now, it. Now I want it. If they stuck to what made the originals great and didn't go in some of the past that the later games did, like Twin Sanity or some of the others, like I'd worry that they'd get too far out of that comfort zone. Yeah. That is these three games. I, I enjoyed Twin Sanity. There are good parts of them, yeah. But, but Wrath of Cortex sucked. Yeah. I didn't Wrath like was, that at no. all. And there was a lot of other missteps. But So yeah. how, how far are you in the game? Uh, so I've beaten all three of them. All the way through. Uh, Do you have any plans to? Platinum I'm gonna them? platinum all three. Is my hope. I love you. We'll see. I love you. Uh, I'm I am the dedicated trophy person right now of the oh, okay. IG staff. Wow. Trophies are my thing. Okay. So I am really trying to platinum all three of them. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that is my like in between other stuff. Yeah. How far are you? In I just finished the first one. Okay. That so is. So I'm I'm quite the feat. Oh yeah. Crash One has just some some utter bullshit in it. Road, Road to, to nowhere. nowhere. But that's Come what makes on. it like so yeah. endearing. Yeah, I love it. So I've now I've beaten all three. Last week I yeah. only beat two and three. So I beat one this time, and now I, I told myself that I wasn't gonna platinum them, but now I'm like, but I kind of have to. Anytime I have a break, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna get the relic in this level and just keep it like you know two hours later. I'm yeah. like, I'm in it. So I'm loving it. You playing anything else? Uh, Crash. I finally played uh, Next Machina. 
uh, oh, from Housemark. Oh, how are you liking it? I So I've skipped a couple of the more recent Housemark games just because of timing and everything. Resogun. But I played Resogun and uh, Super Stardust are like big for me, but mm. sort of alienation and things like that. Uh, mm. But I love it. I got hooked. I lost just like two hours over the weekend. I was like, I'll try this for five minutes, sit down. And then I was just hooked. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, just that score attack too. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Now, next segment, my favorite segment of the show now. This week in gaming history. Ooh. Every week, I choose a couple games. I just look at whatever happened in history this week, mm -hmm. and I, I go through. No real number, but this year, or this week, we got five. One year ago, on July 7, 2016, Pokemon Go came out. Never heard of it. It was a was whole that, year at this point. Were you addicted <laughs> to this? It's no, crazy. I have a very. If really? you're, if you're a, a what's good games watcher, you know I have a very specific issue with Pokemon Go. <laughs> Which is? I think it is crap. Oh, it's BS to me. I mean, it, I can't. I I stand by. I think what that game did for social interaction and community building was unlike anything we've seen in video games before. Social interaction, yes. Uh, losing weight while walking around, yes. But this isn't fun. <laughs> they until they revamp those battles and yeah. you can yeah. actually fight other trainers and trade. Like I'm, which I'm I not think, there. I think they did recently. I, I'm so they did, out of and it. it's still, they did this. Major, oh, it's it's still, still tapping. Okay, okay, you yeah, tap. yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't played since. <laughs> I haven't played the You're update fine. either, but yeah, it was yeah. one of those things where I loved that time. Like, I have huge fond memories of playing Pokemon Go when it first came out, but I never, it was never about how much fun I had playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. It was about the people I was playing with. Yeah. And the conversations you had yeah. based on it. I mean, again, yeah. for me, yeah. it really was about my non-gaming friends and seeing them get hooked on a real-life, like, fetch quest. I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is ridiculous. But what blew my mind was maybe... Six seven months after it came out, I, I went down to LA uh, to a Microsoft um, thing, and all the people there were still playing it. I'm like, this is just part of your daily routine is to like go go to the pier and try to get yep. freaking Dragonites. And I'm like, all right, like I guess, but it just blows my mind. People are still playing it. As much Andrew as Goldfarb, Andrew Goldfarb still plays every he day. He is. Yeah, but Andrew Goldfarb, there's something broken about that man. You know <laughs> just, what I mean? He loves that game. He does. I, he I really across does. from him. I know him well. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago, on July 7th, 2015, Rocket League came out on PS4 and PC. A you modern classic. Rocket, Rocket you guys, yeah. It is a modern classic. Yeah. yeah. You big into it? Oh, yeah. Love Rocket League. I just can't wait for it on Switch. Yeah. I'm oh, never going to stop playing at that point. Yeah. yeah. yeah gonna be that great. game was uh, made for Switch. Yes, 100%. Like, imagine being in the park with your friends and just not doing outside things, yeah. sitting in a circle, playing just Rocket playing League. that. Perfect. I mean, my, my favorite thing is, and it's a little old at this point, but how much we all made fun of the Nintendo Switch commercials and being like, nobody does that. Like, oh, no, we and are all Karen now. Everyone does. Yes. We're, yes. we're, we're all Karen. Karen. We are yep. all Karen. <laughs> my first, like, two weeks with it, I kept taking photos of all my friends when we were out, and it was like, at dinner, we'd be playing it. Yep. At, before a movie started, we're playing it in our seats, like, together. It was nonstop. Yep. It's awesome. Um, seven years ago, on July 6th, 2010, Crackdown 2 came out on Xbox 360. Seven years ago. Wow. That's and, not and a, that, bad, a bad gap. Not yeah. bad, considering <laughs> what we're about to talk yeah. about. Exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> true. From another two years. <laughs> that is true. 17 years ago, on July 7th, 2000, Final Fantasy 9 came out in Japan on PlayStation. Oh my gosh. I love Where Final does 9 Fantasy fall nine. in your... 9 is number... So my top two... Like maybe like half a point. It's six and nine. Yeah, wasn't gonna say it. Nine is very nine is very special to me. Nine, I played with. I also played with my little brother, the same little brother who played Kingdom Hearts with me mm -hmm. in my whole big like Kingdom Hearts story. Um, but nine just sort of opened up 
really opened up the the epic for me, like the new the new modern like JRPG epic. And all my friends were talking about it. So that was the thing that we sort of bonded over. And then 10 years later, I was in like a massive cosplay group with a bunch of people for Final Fantasy IX. And that brought all of us back together. And we're all remote. Some were living in New York, some were in Boston. And we all played like via Skype and like made our costumes together. So like that game's very special to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What does it fall in your ranking? I have actually not played none. Oh. Sorry, Alexa. I'm, I'll leave now. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. There are it, much worse. <laughs> you could do worse. It just it it totally was a time when it came out. It passed me by, and then I never went back to it. I've been meaning to go back to a few of the Final Fantasies I've missed. But give Nine yeah. a shot. It looks okay. a little a little uh, janky because of where it fell on the technology spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you can, you can like play it on PlayStation Three or play it on your Vita. Yes. If you use your oh. Vita like a Final Fantasy machine, like I do. <laughs> but if you can get a PS One disc and play it in its original form, like that kind of nostalgia. Okay. You know, go find a PS1 and yeah, pick just, it up. Just make it happen. There's one in a box back home. Okay. Yeah, Final Fantasy IX yeah. was so interesting because I feel like Square would never do that nowadays where no. it's like, all right, cool. Seven, eight, the, you can see the natural kind of progression there in terms of art style and all that. And then for them to be like, all right, cool. Let, we're going back to our like real roots. Like even, even six, you can see the jump from six to seven. Yep. Obviously there's a console uh, difference there or generation difference and just, from 2D to 3D. Yeah. But the style still is kind of similar. And then for nine to go back to the the more old Final mm-hmm. Fantasy vibe and like that more the fantasy aspects of yeah. it, it was like very not brave, but like it was just like that came out of nowhere. And yeah. I feel like it paid off for them. But then at the same time, then you saw 10 and 10 was kind of like a, a weird halfway point. But <laughs> I love 10 so much. Me too. <laughs> yeah. We can have another games cast about Final Fantasy 10 and how great <laughs> it is. Um, but six to seven was the steampunk jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they went back and then nine brought all the mysticism back. Like, yeah, 10 was weird, but also like 12 was like super weird. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't like 12. I also don't like Final Fantasy 12. Oh, really? This is why we get along. It was yeah. my least favorite Final Fantasy. I thought IGN it was awful. saying it's num- yep. the number one Final Like, come on, Marty Sleeve. Get the fuck out of <laughs> Calling here. Calling you out, Marty. <laughs> it was definitely all Marty. Blame Marty. Yeah, I totally do. And I always will. <laughs> Me too. Um, and then finally, 21 years ago, on July 5th, Ooh. 1996, Nights into Dreams came out wow. on the Sega Saturn. Wow. That's a game. <laughs> that is a game. What are, what are your guys' memories of Nights? I was four at the time, mm-hmm. so not too many. Also, didn't have a Saturn, to be fair. Who did? But uh, yeah, uh, no. For me, it was like my Sega lineage is pretty much just all Sonic. I know very little bit about Knights. Uh, yeah, I rem- I played Knights the same way I played Spyro, which was on a friend's console. Uh, after our like young kids study group <laughs> in our elementary school, we uh-huh. would all like do the thing, and then we would all go over someone's house to play. And we would all be crammed into his room playing his games while our parents like had coffee and talked about how they were worried for Adult our future stuff. in the other yeah. room. Yeah, and here you are. Video you, games. You did it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, Knights holds a very special place in my heart because I never owned it. I didn't own a Saturn, mm-hmm. and I platformers will always be my favorite thing. Yeah, and there's nothing better than me than '90s mascot characters. So I was a big Sonic guy. I was a big Mario guy. I was a big Crash guy. And when we made that jump to the the next generation, like obviously Mario 64 was mind blowing, Crash Bandicoot took 2D platforming and just put it into its version of 3D. Then I saw at Toys R Us, there was a demo kiosk of Knights and I was like, okay, cool. Sega's obviously pushing this as 
their their mascot because there wasn't a Sonic game at the time on Saturn. Eventually, Sonic like 3D Blast came out, and <laughs> that was also it was, it was a whole disaster. Oh, we know how that ended. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> poorly. Um, but with Knights, I was like, oh man, I really want to give it a shot. And it was the one game that I would go to Toys R Us just to play the demo because I loved it so much. How long would you spend? Like a lot. I mean, it was one of those things where it was a time demo, so I think it was just ten minutes, and then it would turn off. Replay. But I would just keep playing it over and over. It, it was a game that like I would fantasize about because I was like, I didn't know what it was and I only had such limited experience with it yeah. that I made that game into something that it is not. But in my <laughs> head, I would always think like when I was at home, like, oh man, I, I want to play that Knights game. And then it eventually, uh, Knights 2 came out on Wii and I was super stoked. Oh, right. I'm like, I'm yeah. getting in this. And that that's what I realized. Knights, <laughs> Knights. No, not as not good. So much. Not as yeah. good. I romanticized it so much, and yeah. what was crazy about it is it was so hard to get your hands on it because not only did no one I know have a Saturn uh, in the following years, everything like emulators and ROMs became mm -hmm. huge, and you could play any game you wanted except for Saturn games. Like I'm sure nowadays that, that they figured it out, yeah, but like yeah. even now, it's like Saturn games aren't on Virtual Console and all that stuff. Yeah. At least I might be talking my out, out of my ass there. Not but, that I'm aware of. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. that is kind of a forgotten era of games, but you tried, Knights. <laughs> you tried. All right, now let's get to it. Topic of the show: Kingdom Hearts. All right. This I feel like this Just conversation overall. has been brewing for like five or six yeah. years now. So JD and I met when I was working at Polygon, and JD was our intern. And he was like three yeah. weeks into the job, and we post someone posted about Kingdom Hearts in the internal Slack, and we were both like, Bleh. and so we were like, "Wait, you like Kingdom Hearts too?" So this has been like. Brewing. Yeah. I'm very yeah. excited. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, so. <laughs> there's not really an actual focal point of this. It's just kind of just talking about Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom oh Hearts boy. 3, obviously, Oof. it's coming. Let's start Do off. Do you have like seven hours? Uh, I know. I know. You right? need to guide this discussion because it's yeah. going to get off the rails immediately. Oh, yeah. Yes. I just, I just want to kind of have that discussion go. So the trailer. We know we're getting it in like a week and a half D23. at D23. July 15th, 1 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> we know that it's going to <laughs> reveal a new world. Yes. And that's pretty much all that we know about it. Yes. So yeah. what do you guys expect to see from that? Would you like to go first? Like uh, you, why don't you start? So <laughs> uh, something that has been rumored for a very long time. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but like four years ago, before they actually announced Kingdom Hearts 3 proper at E3, yeah. there was this video floating around the internet or people were talking about this video where it was Sora running around with uh, Buzz Lightyear in some sort of like Andy's bedroom scape. And then it like disappeared and everyone's been talking about it for a long time. For a long time. I firmly believe that given the investment in the Toy Story Empire and just like things I've heard people say, I feel like that might be what we see next week finally. Mm -hmm. Because if you notice all of the worlds that have been announced up to this point, Tangled, Big Hero 6, um, did Hercules. they announce Hercules? I mean, by default. Yeah. Hercules. And then there's another Pixar-E, Pixar-E, oh, Pixar CGI one that got announced. Of course we're blanking I on this I don't spot. think so. Um, or not. Or maybe Tangled. I'm like making I mean, Tangled up. was the Tangled was the, the, the one. It's not one Pixar, but Big I'm thinking. Six, I'm thinking. Yeah. Of, I'm thinking of Big Hero Six. Yeah. Um, they're all modern-ish properties and ones that had explosive modern followings, mm -hmm. and I feel like they'd be foolish not to include it. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like they're saving it for last, though, because like Tangled is like okay, and Big Hero Six was like all right. I feel like this is the one. If there's yeah. if they're holding out for that last trailer before we get the like, and here's the release date, and we're almost done or whatever. Yeah. I feel like now would be the time to drop that. Yeah. I mean, I gotta bring it up though. Frozen, like 
They'd be dumb. Isn't, that's isn't included. That, isn't that yeah. the most likely thing for them to announce? Japan loves Frozen. Yeah, I mean, every, the, world the world loves Frozen. Loves Frozen. Yeah. But because I think I think Toy Story is what we all want. Yes. But I think the easy bet would be that this trailer shows off Frozen Why just to both? like. I mean, well, yeah. You're right. That would that would be all. Well, they said one new world. They they, they did say one. They and could I, lie. I, they could lie, but I don't. They're think really good at lying. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. They're also really good at just you know <laughs> putting out information that's just absolutely wrong, and they don't even know that. Like like last uh, year with the oh more information in the winter. It's like okay, well winter's passed. And then passed. winter, yeah, yeah. yeah but what, what do you think? We're but gonna I, see? I think uh, Pixar. I, Frozen is the obvious like safe bet to me, and I think it'll at some point be revealed as a portion of this game somehow. It, can, mm-hmm. it has to be. Has to be. Uh, but my bet would be on Pixar, whether it's Toy Story or, so, or maybe Incredibles, even because obviously we have another Incredibles coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those series have new entries coming. They haven't had Pixar yet, and like more so than Marvel or Star Wars, like of the Disney Empire, I want Pixar in there, and it just feels right. Yeah, uh, and so I—that's what I believe the new world will be. I was so impressed playing Kingdom Hearts two when the the Pirates World came up, just yes. because it felt yeah. so different than the the rest of the world. Yeah. Like the rest yeah. of them were classic Disney, and it made sense. Seeing that, I was like, man, this game's really taking risks and really like trying to up the ante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like since then, with all the other Kingdom Hearts games that aren't numbered proper ones uh we've seen a lot of rehashes of different worlds and we've seen a yeah. couple of the worlds that ma- still make sense like they feel like they could have been in the other yeah. kingdom hearts Disney I, princess worlds or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so that's why i feel like that the pixar is so similar to that that it is just still at home but like mm-hmm. i wonder if they would do the marvel or star wars i feel like it's too good to be true and my money would say no yeah i'm gonna also put my money on no i feel like it's not it's not, they're, they're not original Disney properties. And I feel like they're so ingrained on the, like what is true and like the true purity of like Disney, whatever. But also if they want Marvel and they want Star Wars, speaking from a business perspective, the amount of money that they're going to have to shell out to get any of those properties yeah. is one big. And then two, you have all of the different like Marvel things you have in humans. And then you have like the X-Men movies and then you have the Marvel, like Captain America films and you have every TV show ever, the guardians of the galaxy, um, uh, animated series, and then in Star Wars, everything is changing. So they're not that like that's under such lock and key. I feel like they wouldn't get the keys to be like, oh, let's include characters from Episode Nine in Kingdom Hearts or something like that. I just don't think that that's a priority for either one of those properties. But yeah, like all these worlds are like Disney animation studios for the most part, except for like Pirates, Pirates but and Tron. Yeah, uh, but at oh, least I about Tron. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Oh. Um, <laughs> but all of those come from like that studio, whereas like just legally, like having to deal with Marvel games and Marvel Studios and like Marvel Comics yeah. for a world like that would probably be just a logistical nightmare. Yeah, my thing is looking at it. I think think that Star Wars is the least likely. I think yeah. Marvel's mm-hmm. a bit more likely more just because Wars, Marvel yeah. Games has been so good about trying to build out its like catalog yeah. of And Big Hero 6, even though it is yeah. an animated Disney movie, it is still based technically on Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. My thing is, if we get Marvel, I think it will be Marvel Universe. I think it'll be similar to like, like Lego Marvel superheroes, yeah. mm-hmm. where it is just kind of everybody doing that. Yeah. The, the thing that really makes me believe they're not going to do it is when you think about what Kingdom Hearts actually is, it's the Disney movies storylines condensed. Yep. That's what the worlds are, right? What would they do for Marvel? Like, I feel like without having that yeah. framework, it, it'd be interesting. But that's another thing about Kingdom Hearts three. Like, how many times can they do that? How many times can we just get the story? And that's why we, we saw Aladdin, and then it was kind of the return of Jafar story in, in two. And it's like yeah. they're not going to give us. Aladdin King of yeah. Thieves, even though they should. <laughs> that would be, I would love to play through <laughs> play that. that. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I really like is. it. <laughs> um, I feel like, so if we, if we want to get really into the granular here, so that trailer, 
that we just saw where they're in the Hercules. They're not if you look at it, they're not in the Colosseum. They're yeah. in like a like a almost like on Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. The cl- yeah, you dive like they're in the clouds now. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of different like enemy types we haven't seen that look a little bit a little bit a little bit different. And then you have Hades coming out and talking to Maleficent and Pete. And I feel like maybe what's happening here is they're moving away from the storyline because this is an area we haven't seen. We haven't seen that area in the actual Hercules movie. So maybe they're taking the time to build a different storyline. And maybe that's why this game is taking so long Mm. because someone walked into Nomura's office and said, Hey man, you got to stop doing that (laughs) because every single game has been go to the world, solve the problem that they already solved themselves without you there. Yay. Like (laughs) get in there. Yeah. So I'm going to introduce a little negativity into this, this conversation. So I, I played the hell out of kingdom hearts one and two Mm -hmm. back in the day, birth by sleep, loved it. Um, I even played, um, the chain of memories on on GBA and and enjoyed it for what it was. I understood it was a, did you play the PlayStation two version? Did not, did not. No. Ooh. Okay. Is that, how do you feel about the difference between them? I liked the PlayStation two version because there were more, there were better boss fights and all of the organization members that you never got to fight Mm. in chain of memories in the, in the, in the game boy version, you got to fight in the PlayStation two version, which was nice. I really liked the art of the GBA version, but yeah, having that ability was great. So I played through those and then I'm pretty sure birth by sleep was when I was like, all right, cool. Like I, I feel good about that. I waited again so long for that game. <laughs> like that was, a, that reminded me of what we're going through now. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to even think about cause I remember getting kingdom hearts one and just being blown away and then thinking about kingdom hearts two and it came out four or five years later. I think it's four, four. I mean, four, even then yeah. four years, that is such a long time for a game sequel to come out because back then it was, things were annual and like you kind of expected even the final fantasy games were coming out yep. yeah. at a rapid pace and so i remember getting kingdom hearts 2 and just being like i can't believe i waited this long for a video game and now to look at three it's like the biggest joke <laughs> just in the world. 10 years yeah yeah i was still yeah. in high school when they <laughs> but then so i i took kind of a break i played through um i think the last kingdom hearts game i played was dream drop distance i'm sorry and i was uh, didn't like it i didn't play the three 60. 0.2 final chapter. Well, so then, so yep. then that was the most recent one okay. that I, I did play through. Uh, you didn't play three, five, eight. I didn't. Yeah. Two days. That, that's the, the one. DS. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. DS didn't one. play the DS okay. one. So okay. I guess I've played most of them when I think about it, but <laughs> there you go. Um, but recoded, they, they did feel a bit more forgettable to me than, yeah. Yeah. than the other ones did. But I also think I'm older and I'm in a different place. The reason I say that is I played through, uh, Point two final chapter HD prologue. Zero point two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, Tim. Yeah. And but <laughs> I was just so lost, and I feel like so many people that aren't Kingdom Hearts fans make fun of the franchise because it's just ridiculous and story doesn't make sense and like it's overly dramatic and cheesy and all this stuff. And playing through it, like honestly, I agreed in a lot of ways where I was just like, man, am, am I remembering liking these games just based on their premise more than I actually like the games? And playing through that where. Admittedly, it's kind of like a weird half-step demo where it's like Ground Zeroes uh, to Phantom Pain or, or, or something like that. And even, yeah. I'd say even less than that. It's, le- it's definitely yeah. less than that. Yeah. It is a playable, it is it is less than PT. It is a playable yeah. proof of concept of here's how the game looks running in Unreal. Mm-hmm. Here are the better mechanics and the better fight animations. Bye. Yeah, like, that's it. And, yeah. and from the story, I liked the kind of angle that we got of just seeing the other side of the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, let's go. That was yeah, a cool thing. I like, there's just something about like the dialogue and how it's all going where I'm like, I just don't know that I am interested anymore. And I, I worry about Kingdom Hearts 3's place in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it comes out. Like, it, do you think that it's going to just keep that train going? Or do you think that they're going to try to 
not have a reboot, but at least have a refresh point for people to jump in and just be like, you didn't need to play all the other stuff. Because I feel like if they just start that game with like a 15 minute cinematic trying to explain everything, it's not going to work. No. <laughs> also, they're probably yeah. not going to. The, if there is a 15 minute opening cinematic, it's going to be some incomprehensible people falling through water and flying around with ex- feather explosions yep. and like everything that they've had so far. Um, I do think they need some sort of meaningful recap for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, if you go back and look at interviews with uh, with Nomura, though, which I did much of that as I was writing my book, he said at some point in the past two years that he wants Kingdom Hearts 3 to have a cold open. Yeah. Where you're just going to start start, and, you're, and you go. That. And it's like, please don't do that. Yeah. Like, if you're someone like us, like that's fantastic. That works, like yeah. picking up 0.2 and just jumping right into it, I knew exactly what was going on. This is why Aqua's here. This is where she is. This is why this mechanic makes sense. This is why this conversation makes sense. Um, but for uh, anyone else who hasn't played maybe since like two, mm-hmm. like if you only played one and two, you're not going to know what the heck's going on. Yeah. Which sucks because it's Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Yeah, and being able to jump off of two to three would make logical sense. But yeah, uh, I feel like those sort of interviews about how it's going to be just a fresh, like you just jump in and you're in the game. Them releasing the collection on the PS4 and 0.2, like within a month of each other was kind of like, hey, here's your primer. Get hyped. Like that is, yeah. Yeah, that is the thing. Yeah. And then maybe in three to four years, the game will come out. But yeah. uh, I just think that yeah. that's too much information to throw at someone. And it's too like those, those games are, they're old, yeah. you know? So like even playing through them now, it's like, it's a different time. Like I, I tried playing the, the HD remixes and I put some time into it, but I, I, I couldn't bring myself to beat the games again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that worries me that if you throw that at someone for the first time, but like, Hey, just play all these games. And then you're going to want to play three. Like, I just don't know that that's going to work. However, the game's selling super well. Like kingdom hearts is still super relevant because, uh, kingdom hearts, HD remix 1.5 plus 2.5. Let's say that correct. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, that, that's like on the Amazon bestseller list. And yeah. like, it's one of the bestselling games of 2017. Yeah. Like and Final I, Chapter I Prologue was like a top seller on the PSN store that month when it came out. Yeah. Like they're doing well. It's just, yeah, it's asking a lot. Yeah. For people. Big question for this trailer that we're about to get. Yes. Are we finally going to get the Kingdom Hearts 3 song? The, oh, Ooh, the song. Because I feel like Kingdom Hearts and music. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. What, what do you Release date, I assume. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Yeah. But my <laughs> thing is, with I feel like the songs and like the theme to each game is so important to mm-hmm. the yes. memories you have with it. Yeah. And uh, like Simple and Clean with Kingdom Hearts 1 and then Passion with Kingdom Hearts 2, like or Sanctuary, whatever. Um, that really kind of set the tone for those games. And I feel like we've just heard those songs 10,000 times since yeah. yep. for every single every Hikari game. Remix. Yep. Yeah, exactly. been a lot of remixes. Yeah. And so it's like, are we going to get a new song? And do you think we're going to see it next week or Ooh. in two weeks? So I think, I think we might, uh, I attended the kingdom hearts orchestra and I was one of the first people to see that trailer. I was there too. Oh was yeah. Really where, were you, yeah. where are you sitting? I was in the top. Like oh, I was like orchestra. right up against oh, the stage. That would have been awesome. Being <laughs> when, they, when they all came out, that must have been so cool. I I totally didn't know he was coming and I like yeah. totally freaked out. Um, and the arrangement that they played, so they played a new arrangement live over the trailer. It was so cool. And mm. that arrangement's new. Yeah. Like I have so many like boss battle Kingdom Hearts songs on my workout playlist. I know them all by heart. I can like recognize them by four bars. That's a new arrangement. Yeah. Um, I think we might. I feel like Yoko Shimomura, I feel like part of the, part of the, you know, the whole story with the Final Fantasy 15 soundtrack? No? Okay, so I've heard some, heard some things that the Final Fantasy 15 soundtrack, the reason it sounds so different, 
uh, is that a lot of it was ghostwritten. Like people worked worked with Shimomura. She didn't hmm. write. Oh, all, she didn't write all of it. Mm, so okay. she had she had a lot of help. It's a good soundtrack. I love it. I I love most of it. I think that's one of my favorite things about that game. Yeah, it's it's a nice like different different sound. But I think that uh, I heard that that uh, she was spending a lot of time at like Kingdom Hearts was her big project oh, okay. and fifteen sort of. She like she worked on like the boss stuff and then she had people come in. Huh. Um, so I've also heard from some people that like she put a lot of love into the Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack, mm -hmm. which makes it sound like it's done if people are talking about it already. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we get the song. That yeah. would be great. No, nah, yeah. that it would be fantastic and it's definitely dropping a little. Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah. That's that, that behind the bit. scenes shit. So okay, talking about release date. Yeah. Obviously we're not getting a release date. Like there's no way that they're gonna I drop would an actual. I'd not be shocked date. if there is a release window a tag to the end of this trailer. A then, window. then it gets delayed. Then I, it's delayed oh yeah, six 100%. months. It, like fall twenty eighteen and then it gets delayed to spring twenty nineteen. Like that I is what I see. I feel like we need that though. Yes. I feel like yeah. I need to see a year oh, yes, of to course. at least give a frame of yeah. reference of what we're supposed to be thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Which to my knowledge there's never been even a, any date attached nope. to it. No, so it's never been delayed. Yeah, technically, I feel it's like there will always I'll see people come and pop up and be like, "No, they said this year." And it's like they they said maybe sometime soon you'll find out something. Yeah, but there was now never like progress. a year. Yeah, now Got that, fir that first announcement. Yeah, I was interning with Polygon at the time, and I was at that press conference when the first the trailer came out. I I cried. Oh I my god! It. I remember like the video editors with me were like, "Are you okay?" And I'm yep. like, No, I'm fine. I mean, I it's couldn't believe it. It happened. Yeah. Like I was at IGN at the time, and uh, one of our producers or the producers there, Caleb Lawson, mm -hmm. he got to he for some reason he knew what was happening like he yeah. got some briefing or whatever and we were talking about it before and he straight up lied to me and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, 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 you're not going to get uh, Final Fantasy." Uh, Versus, versus 13, 13. Yeah. or Kingdom, oh, Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. And oh, then man. it was back to back. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. are you yep. fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah, that was a very magical time. And oh, yeah. here yes. we are many years, years later. later. Still there, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was when Final Fantasy 15 was announced was as revealed. Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Yeah. And I loved that moment where it just like the thing shattered, shattered and just the, the title yeah. changed. Oh, that was so awesome. Man, so okay, 2018 is what we expect this thing to end with, right? I'm expecting the level of polish on that trailer. I watched that trailer many times in case it's not evident. Um, I think the level of polish on that trailer indicates that it is farther along than we think. Yes, the combat yeah. was too refined. And also we saw elements uh, elements in that combat scene that we've seen in other ones. So it's yeah. the same thing. They've refined it. That's it. It has to be locked in. Yeah. I am betting holiday 2018. I'm betting mm, we get it yep. next, next uh, October, November, maybe. Huh. See, that's interesting. Kingdom Hearts, I'm pretty sure, tend to come out in earlier in the year. Is Two that right? Was definitely they, they've come out in March. It came yeah. out in yeah. March. Yeah, March. But there's no way that this thing's done by Done next by March? March. Mm, no. Maybe now, the, not. The thing about what you're saying that I don't believe is that it looks far enough along that it has to be out okay. soon. Because even in the first trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we're getting gameplay? Yeah. Like, there was gameplay in that. And, like, when we saw the Final Fantasy VII remake, trailer at um PSX there's gameplay I'm like how is this that far along and still that far out right so it's like I don't know if this is, wow. says anything different well so to what Alexa was saying like the uh the Titan battle in this trailer like there are shot for shot remakes of like that first trailer and yeah you see there oh, is a, there's yeah. there's a change yeah mm. it was actually fun like comparing the two uh, and you see that they have changed things. Okay. So there's clearly been a lot of progress made. I still hold, like, I think clearly Hercules is the first world or one of the first It's got to be, like, the first or the second yeah. one that you, you know, bumble into. Yeah, so I think it. they're clearly holding things back, but I don't know if that's emblematic of where the progress of the actual full game is. Got so it. I yeah. could easily see a holiday 2018 
bumped to March 2019. See, there you go. That makes sense. But they could. They still could. Yeah. Stick to that. I think it's I think it's holiday next year. It's got to be any longer than that. And like we're done. It's it's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's that's it's a decade. It's been a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you won't buy it then if it comes to no, I will. And I I'll know, probably joking, buy yeah. it like on you know every platform and play it like five times through and cry. Yeah. Um, I think it has to be for relevant sake. Like, there's the people like us that will always go for it, but for relevant yes. sake, I think they they don't have any major new games. Square Enix has no big major um, RPGs coming out. Any big games coming out in the next few years? They have to. Fifteen is well, getting fancy. well remake well we'll talk about that yeah. but like 15 is getting updated all throughout this year the last the episode ignis is coming out in december of this year mm-hmm. so that's like i guess the last big piece mm-hmm. so they need something in 2018 and i think it'll be kingdom hearts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think the dual like tra- trailers within a month of each other is so weird like that it's so, so weird. Weird. Like, that is not a thing people do yeah, uh, unless no. there's clearly they're ramping up to something, hmm. uh, which hmm. I feel is definitely a sign. It was weird that he didn't come to E3. Like Nomura yeah. was like, "I'm here, here just for this, for this concert. concert." Yeah, yeah. It was weird that they didn't sh- show anything in E3 or wrap anything in. They didn't even show the trailer at the at the booth. At I never saw it. Yeah, yeah. It was like at the square booth. Yeah. Did you see it? I don't remember. Seeing I, it. I think. Maybe I'm pretty maybe sure it was played. Was it a point two? Okay. okay. Yeah, well, they yeah, had yeah. no like stuff up. They had yeah. no. No, no, no. Yeah. The square boot this year was weird. <laughs> just in general, that was weird. <laughs> a lot of the boots City three were weird. Where it was, it was a, a different lot, year. There was just videos playing, and like there wasn't even anything to play. Yeah. But now, I have some questions from the audience here. Ooh. Cool. This section brought to you by Patreon producer Tom Bach. Thank you very much for supporting the show, making things happen. You are the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, this comes from Alex Redneck. What worlds do you want in Kingdom Hearts 3? Specifically, which worlds should return and which should be omitted? Get rid of Atlantica. Mm. We yeah. don't need oh, that shit anymore. Yeah. After what they did in 2. Please. Oh, that was bad. Yep. God, that yeah. was so bad. I'll take, if you want a water-based level, I'll take Moana if you want to do something recent. I, see, I feel I, like Moana's a little too recent. It is, but I, if you want to do something water-based, like, I'd do yeah. that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. I love If Moana. The Rock is in Kingdom Hearts 3, oh I my would, God. I'd flip yes. out. That'd be amazing. That would be, so awesome. that would be awesome. And then he's a summon. Imagine oh him as like your God. summon. That would be great. What, his, if like, Maui is your summon. Yeah. Uh, or right. just The Rock is the summon. Yeah, I'd, just I'd the be rock. down for that yeah. too. Just a live action. You know, it's it's crazy because I haven't really thought about the worlds in Kingdom Hearts for a while, but like mm-hmm. just in this conversation, like talking about Kingdom Hearts 2, they really kind of nailed it. Whether it's the Steamboat Willie section or that Tron or Pirates yeah. or Lion King, like it would to me was such a step up from Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. That like I don't know, I don't know really which ones I need to be omitted. I feel like we've seen um Hercules so often, but we're getting it again. Yeah. Aladdin is the one where it's like Aladdin's my favorite Disney movie, but I don't know that we need yeah well, I think again the world of aladdin has room to play in like the reason they're bringing hercules back is because the idea of a coliseum where you can do time trials and score chase and whatever it's an easy sell mm-hmm. and also just hades i guess was a really popular character from the way Hades that they used him cool. in the first couple yeah. of games so like okay fine you can have that but i feel like there's so much to play with in the world of agrabah and just the general mythos of it that it would be worth bringing back if they're playing around and not using storylines yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um true. they can get rid of alice in wonderland we don't need that anymore oh yeah. that's true yeah. We're done. What about Halloween Town? Halloween Town, they absolutely has to come back because really that's a that fun back. world yeah, to I play love in. Two so see it. Yeah, I'm taking back everything. I want to replay two now. God, what a great lineup. Yeah. What else was in one? There was uh, one you had Halloween Town, Monstro. Uh, oh yeah, Monstro. Agrabah, Hercules. Uh, the not the Neverland Clock Tower, oh, like oh, the yeah. split. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're well. on the ship, and then yeah, at the clock tower. Um, 
trying Turn to it. yeah they because they had the disney princesses the there the cinderella world and the sleeping beauty world came in later in birth by, by sleep. sleep yeah um mm. which i feel like things were starting to get too samey at that point yeah with some of the princess worlds so i mean and i guess another question i have is i love kingdom hearts one's like plot based off especially like towards the the later game yeah. when it, it wasn't just the hey do the Disney movie and go through its story but it was the end where it's like there's the seven princesses and it's mm-hmm. it like created like a world within Disney and it made it super RPG and cool yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I feel like they kind of since then have went off the deep end of their like the original character story and the organization and all that stuff That's and a fair it, assessment. it was cool yeah. but now it's just so in the weeds of how many anthems are there and who's Xenohort versus time travel body snatching like you name computers it they do are computers the for everything sometimes you can yeah you yeah. you can record people on computers like yeah. it's okay what would you want to see kingdom hearts 3 do in terms of all of that I really want them to take back the time travel. I was very upset when they yeah. introduced take the time back travel. The time travel. Because now yeah. they have this, like, this is super spoilery. We've mentioned a couple of things yeah. already. They kind of like, it's like Nomura read Harry Potter and went, I'm going to do that. And then made the like <laughs> Horcrux set up for Xehanort. Yeah. So you, you, you kill the seven, the, 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 the seven Xehanorts or, or you have the 13 Xehanorts the, yeah. and, and you have to get them all together to make the Uber Xehanort. And then there's the whole like, nobody person heartless or if you kill them all and in a certain order the person comes back to life it's like no yeah, yeah. Just, stop. can we can, yeah. we can we have like one normal game where people just like live and die like normal human beings because i feel like what this series needs is consequence there's no yeah. consequence for dying there's no consequence for becoming a heartless or a nobody which is supposed to be like the worst thing that can happen to you yeah. in this universe so give us some sort of physical consequence and then i will I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Yeah. Mm. Like when that happens to Sora at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, that is a huge impactful moment when he mm-hmm. becomes the Heartless and then things can just happen all the time. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. Like I think the mix of the Disney balance and the original story that one really nailed at the end is sort of what I would want and like the beginning of two and parts of two. I'd like them to scale back a little. Yeah. Obviously they have to take so much into account now, but if they can sort of narrow it down yeah, to the man, essence, I would do I think anything for it to be a reboot. I, I, I know that we're like way past that at this point, but I just feel like ugh, they fudged everything up so much that it's just, and, and is that a fair thing to say? Like as somebody, as people that love them, like, do you think they fudged it up or? I think someone, and that someone is Nomura. I think someone <laughs> looked at what they had and Square maybe said, I mean, from a business standpoint, maybe said, okay, make more of these. People love these. How can we expand the story? And I feel like no, I feel like the original scripters had a really tight storyline yeah. that then got completely blown up because you can see points where things get blown up. Like you said, the first game has that really great through line. Two had a really great through line as well. And then everything else just completely went to shit. With every new, like... Yeah. Element they added. Yeah, you have to then take that into account. And all that stuff. Um, It's interesting that we were talking about Disney worlds and no Final Fantasy worlds. Well, I think that the franchise Mm. has kind of given up on that in a lot of ways, right? Like the Final Fantasy stuff was always just more of side characters just kind of being there. And I feel like as the games went on, they got less and less focused on the Final Fantasy side of things? Is that... Well, so they introduced more original characters, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like they fell by the wayside as a consequence. There, But then, like, in Dream Drop Distance, they throw in the world ends with you characters, yeah, too. Weird. Yeah, like th- They still are aware that huh. Square exists yeah, yeah, yeah. within this universe, but it's definitely never been the focus after 2. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, but yeah. Yeah. If they put Midgar in, sure, go ahead. Oh, I mean, be- they <laughs> might. With the 7 remake coming in, yeah. it might be like a, hey, we have drag and drop work. some assets. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> let's go. There you go. Dot save Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. 
Big Dylan J. This is a, this is a big one. We're going to just gut instincts. Okay. Rank the Kingdom Hearts games. And mm. I feel with this, there's the question of which ones matter? Which ones do you need to play? Uh, bottom of the list, just recoded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Here, that's it. Don't recoded play, is, don't play recoded yeah. or coded. Don't play. Yes. It. Either version of coded. Yeah. Coded. Um, and then right above that, I would say is 358 over two days. Yeah. Cause I thought that game was just very badly, like had no good narrative through line. Combat was boring. Yeah. It was repetitive. Great name though. 350, yes. 358 over two days. Do you Confused know what it stands for? No, oh, I love the explanation. I'm not going to tell you. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually okay. Google it. Yeah. It's really fun. You need okay. to, and, yeah. then, and then the crushing weight of what it means will just hit you. Um, the quote about it. Actually, no, you know what? I almost want to put Dream Drop Distance undercoded. Okay. Under. Under. Undercoded. Or maybe like I would slightly, do... I'd put Dream Drop Distance under 358 over two days. Okay. Because hmm. of the, because it was all mechanics. Like, yeah, it is. They could have condensed yeah. that story into something maybe the size of 0. 0.2. Yeah. But they blew they out this game out. and mm. they had the Pokemon like element where you could like rub your, rub the, the tummies of these creatures yeah, and like, feed good. them. Yeah. I like didn't want to do that. So they yeah. were never, I would, I never had anyone fighting with me because I never powered I them up. I didn't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, the drop system where it would, the game would force you to change between Sora and Riku. And it was indiscriminate about when it dropped you. And if you didn't have these special items that were actually pretty hard to find, you couldn't stop the timer and stay as Sora or Riku. So I can't tell you the number of times I was in a boss battle and got God, dropped yeah. and then had to go back and do the whole boss battle again. So that game was just a failed mechanics experiment. And I'm really glad that none of that has carried into um, the current games. A little bit of the flow motion has, but like I'm, I'm okay with that to yeah. the extent that it works for platforming. But yeah. yeah. So we're at, where are we? Coded? DDD? The Three five eight. Three five eight. Yeah, those back and forth for me, but I, I'm okay with that. There, I and I kind of want to slot Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts One, Birth by Sleep Two. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm with you on the top those the top four for sure. I can live with that. So I would put one only above Birth by Sleep because my thing about one is I think the level design of one is really unique in the franchise because mm -hmm. it was more like platforming based. It was very, and, it was very platforming. And, Frustrating. And, yeah. <laughs> it, it can be, but I, I just liked that that additional element was in mm. there and they, that they have the flow motion back and that they clearly are doing bigger words. I feel like worlds, excuse me. I feel like that might come back a little bit, okay. but I, but it's definitely, it was never like the highlight of the series for me was the platforming, but I just I, like that that variation was in there. Okay. So two, do we all agree that two is the top? Two is yes. the best yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. think yeah. so as well for, for me, the birth by sleep one, mm -hmm. It's not as easy as I thought. Like you saying like the order, I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. But now I think about it, like the plot of one, I enjoyed so much. Yeah. And like I was saying that end game story when it all kind of came together and like him turning into the heartless. Yeah. I like, think the end stretch of that game is that, that might put it above birth by sleep to me because birth by sleep is another one that I waited for so long. Mm -hmm. And that first trailer at the, was at the end of kingdom hearts two. Yeah. When, the, uh, fate the, unknown. the giant oh, yeah. fight. Yeah. The fate unknown. Oh yeah. my God. Like, I think that might be the coolest thing in all of Kingdom Hearts history yeah. is that Oh, yeah, trailer. that trailer is great. It's just so awesome. There's so many questions, and it's like the song was great. Yeah. Everything about it was fantastic, and I feel like the game delivered on that. Oh, yeah. That yeah. trailer is that trailer is indicative of every boss battle in that game. I rank Birth yeah. by Sleep higher because when I went into a boss fight, I felt like the whole world was on fire. Like mm -hmm. It okay, was. Yeah. I felt like they were more epic. I felt like they were designed better, and I just felt like... And none of them were samey either. They yeah, were all very yeah. different. And that last stretch of, I think it's like five or six battles where like you're all fighting, you're fighting against Xehanort and then Terra, Terra's possessed armor. I yeah. felt like 
each boss battle was the last one and then it mm. topped it with another yeah. like even more difficult yeah. more epic boss battle and I feel like that ending is what makes that game special I also really like the That's cast fair. of characters in Birth by Sleep like I like that it was kind of just like here's a di different group and yeah there's a bunch of weird <laughs> but things weird people. like, like are, are they different or are they the same whatever it doesn't <laughs> matter but like Aqua for example like yeah. really interesting super yeah. awesome character and I like that we got more of her mm -hmm. in point two zero, <laughs> zero point two yeah, zero, zero yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're there. Yeah. Voiced by Willa Holland of the OC. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts and voice actors. I love Such it. Such a weird Lance Bass Lance is in the first Bass. Leonard Nimoy was Xehanort. Yeah. He was Sephiroth? He was yes, Sephiroth. He was Sephiroth. Yeah. Uh, David Boreanis was... Um, he was Leon. Leon. Cloud. Yeah. Or no, he was... Squall. Squall. Yeah. Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mandy Moore's been in it. Uh, Brittany Snow was Namine. Hayden Penetier was Kyrie. Christy Carlson Romano was Yuffie in the first game. Yep. Haley Joel Osmond was Sora, but apparently is not Sora anymore. Is he not? He was, no. Or, oh, did, wow. Do you watch Silicon Valley? He's now yeah, like see, a character well, yeah, on Silicon that. Valley. Yeah. I still figured he'd be doing three. I heard but, he's not. I don't know oh, yet. Wow. We'll see. Doesn't, doesn't, Interesting. Doesn't sound like Man. it, but we'll see. That is yeah, really weird. This is from Pokazard. Does nice. Alexa prefer Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts? I know she adores both, oh, but I'm unsure which what a one Sophie's more. Choice. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, this is totally my, my Sophie's choice. I love Final <laughs> Fantasy a lot. I, do I have to, like, prefer one of them? Like, is there a gun to my head? Do I have to pick one? Hey. Kevin says yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh. I mean, I for for consistency and quality, I think I'd have to pick Final Fantasy, but if I'm going for the thing that that touched my touched my life in many ways that I just can't walk away from it'd probably be Kingdom Hearts. That you wrote a book mm. on. That I wrote a you book on. Wrote yeah. the book I on. wrote the book. <laughs> so going back to what we were just talking about with the ranking for a second then. Yeah. And you're talking about the consistency and quality. There's always the argument the Kingdom Hearts fans are gonna make that the people that say one and two are the ones that matter are stupid and don't know and haven't played and they're missing out and all I this. Mean, but really, really, <laughs> where do you fall on this? Like, do you think that you can play, that you should just play one and two or that should you play these other ones? You need Birth by Sleep. You do. Yeah. I was going to say, and I think we're in agreement on this, yeah. uh, the absolute minimum number of Kingdom Hearts games you can play to understand what's going on in three is three. And it's one, two, and Birth by Sleep, either in that order or you play the machete order and you play Birth by Sleep first and then you play one and two. Because yeah. Birth by Sleep canonically takes place before the events of Kingdom Hearts one. I'm usually against that when it comes to consuming things. Like anybody Doing that says you that you should watch Fast and Furious in chronological order, go fuck yourself. I don't agree. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You need to watch it in the order it was yes. released. Yeah. But how, what would you guys come down on for Kingdom Hearts? So, Especially now that they're all so readily available. In yeah. I would actually say play one, play one, two birth by sleep in that order because Same. I went back and did play them all again and played them with birth by sleep first. And it's incredibly frustrating to have this group of reasonably competent, like young adults <laughs> powering through the world. And then you go to these like super incompetent derpy ass kids, which they are <laughs> in the beginning of that series. Oh yeah. And it's very jarring. I don't know, like narratively it's not enjoyable. Yeah. If you're playing it for story reasons, so I would say one, two, birth by sleep. Yeah. yeah. That's the order I would say. It reminds too. me yeah. of like, oh, here's Star Wars and here's Anakin as a little kid. Yep. Great. <laughs> that's a that's a fun time. And, for and then I think you should also play Final Chapter Prologue, like the zero point two fragmentary passage. Like that is yeah. I don't count that as a game no, demo. But I just like, yeah, just play that yeah. it somehow. All right, all right. <laughs> so what else we got here? Simply Just Duffy says, what has been your favorite moment in the series so far? And any ideas of how they could top it in Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, man. So 
I wrote about this in my book. This is probably my favorite moment in the whole series. It's when Sora realizes that the it's in Kingdom Hearts 2. They're standing on like the deck in the world that never was. Yeah. And Kyrie's like, no, no, wait. Like he yells at Ansem and is like, I guess you're fine. And Kyrie goes, no, 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 wait. That's actually Riku. Mm. So she puts their hands on each other and Sora closes his eyes and realizes that it is Riku standing in front of him with a different face. And Sora's been looking for Riku for two games now. And like sometimes he's like, oh, I guess Kyrie's doing something but everywhere he goes he's like did you see Riku was Riku here like he's <laughs> Riku is his fire is his best friend and Sora falls to his knees and starts crying and it's the one time we really see Sora just completely emote in a way that's not manic pixie dream boy yeah, yeah. I'm getting um, chills yeah and that moment and he says I looked for you I looked everywhere for you Riku's here Riku's here and everyone is like what's happening and Riku's just standing there like yeah I didn't want you to find me and they have that that moment and that's been my favorite. So I need an emotional okay. moment like that again. Yeah. Mm. I think similarly for me in one, when they are closing the door to kingdom hearts and King Mickey yep. appears and all that. And so Sora and Riku are pushing it. Uh, they're like, come on, we can do this together. And like, that really hits me seeing the shadow, Ooh, like yeah. the silhouette of Mickey. Yeah. I like thinking of, can we just pull it up? So yeah. I just want to watch oh my this, God, but, so and great. then just not on like a plot based level, but the watching the opening cutscene of one, when I remember like vividly putting in the disc for the first time and watching that yeah. cutscene, and I just hit restart again and again yeah. and just kept watching that. The song was, was the hotness. Yeah. Man. So when you played 0.2 and they reshow the other side of the events of the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. When you like how, like when you saw Riku just like little baby Riku like running like did you like I I think I yelled. I was in the office like playing <laughs> and I think I audibly like yelled like holy like oh my god. And what's so yeah. cool about yeah. it is like I was playing through it and it was like kind of I was kind of forcing myself to to get through it because I just didn't really enjoy a lot of the um the, the more anime-esque things going on and where, and I felt like I was so out of the story for embrace the anime. Exactly. Yeah. I know, I know, <laughs> but uh, the, the boss fight though, I was like, this is a lot of fun, but yeah. I was like, I really do feel like I'm just playing a tech demo that I didn't mm -hmm. really need to experience. But then once that end part starts happening, I'm like, holy crap, like they're really giving me what I would want from this. Yeah. Like this is so mm -hmm. cool. And I would have never thought that I wanted to see the other angle of it, but it, it made sense. Yeah. And it, rem it reminded me that even though I don't know exactly what's going on in the whole story and I'm, it's, totally lost on me like i remembered that and i like that is something that did stick with me so i was like they're hopefully gonna do more of those type of things in three yeah my favorite moment undeniably <laughs> if it's not the fate unknown yeah trailer uh it would be the thousand heartless <gasps> the thousand uh, battle of yeah. a thousand heartless which great. yeah i recently watched a youtube video of someone doing a let's play uh through that part and it is the corniest most horrible yes. thing. Yeah. Goofy's death scene. Oh yeah, the casual yeah, oh killing of Goofy. Yeah. Oh my god. It's That's like, my new novel. The casual, how, the casual <laughs> killing of Goofy. My how did they stuff. do that? Like, How did they decide that that is how they wanted to show that? It was. It's so embarrassing. But I remember playing it and that didn't bother me. The Just that whole fight was just so cool and like it... It reminded me of being a little kid playing video games and having just my imagination run totally wild of yeah. what it actually was. Like playing an NES game and like Zelda and mm -hmm. seeing, you know, what Breath of the Wild now looks like. Yeah. But I remember playing that and like just thinking like, wow, this is so epic. The scale is so large. And now I look at it, I'm like, oh, that that is that's <laughs> nothing. That's just a normal <laughs> action yeah. game. But I feel like that speaks to like all of us. We are able. We love this thing, but can also criticize like where its faults are. Yes. But there, but there is that built-in nostalgia. And like the first game hit me at that age where I was going from like loving purely Disney stuff to like oh the slightly older band with Final Fantasy. Like it hit me at that right time. And I think that's partially why I love the series so much. In how addition old, to how old are you? 
Yeah. I'm 25. You're 25. Okay. Yeah. I'm 20. Oh shit. I'm 28 now. <laughs> I just turned 28 a couple days ago. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, like Kingdom Hearts one came out when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. And it was just like, that was just the perfect time for me to be nostalgic about Disney, but then also be getting into Final Fantasy. Like Final yeah. Fantasy 10 was my first Final Fantasy. And then I went back and kind of played it's most of them. So yeah. I thought it was a great one to yeah. start on. Um, but then, yeah, like Kingdom Hearts was, was fantastic. And then when two came out in 2005, I was like, it was such a perfect time because at that point I was fuck junior in high school, okay. I think. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I needed this in my life. And then birth by sleep took a little too long yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to come out. Um, so this has nothing to do with kingdom hearts, but I think it's an important question. It's from okay. Dugzer, my dude. Ask Dornbush if he can pitch a Gilmore Girls or the OC video game. Uh, speaking oh, of the OC. <gasps> oh, man. I mean, either one could obviously be a dating sim, I think is the obvious game. game? Yes, uh, 100%. I mean, uh, whether you're playing as Rory and you have to choose between uh, Luke, Dean, and Logan and any other mysterious suitors in Stars Hollow or the OC, you can either choose to be Seth or uh, you could be any of the main four and He's have to go through this. high school. I love this. A little bit, <laughs> just maybe a little bit. Um, and there would be... Oh god! You could do crappy middle games where like they're like skateboarding mini game, like because they're trying to impress like one of the girls and then they fall. Um, I remember like I think it's episode two in the OC where they're like in a bowl, like someone's pool, and they're just like someone messes up. I might be wrong on that. Uh, probably not. Um, <laughs> and nice. And anyway, nice. so I feel like I feel like a dating game for the OC or uh, Gilmore Girls would make the most sense. Uh, or I would love an MMO, a mobile MMO of. Gilmore Girls, where you play your own denizen of Stars Hollow, you make up the person, and you have to just live in that town, uh, and you talk to people. Anyway, that's my pitch. I, I mean, love, I WB love it. Call money. Pitch. I'll be here. Yeah. What are your thoughts on One Tree Hill? I've never seen the full thing, okay. So I'm hesitant to say too much. I, I enjoyed it when I watched it at the time, but I haven't rewatched it recently. Uh, so <laughs> as you have with OC. Uh, oh I yeah, love I rewatched the OC recently, creature. and then Gilmore Girls before the revival. So yeah. Yeah, that is fantastic, and then. <laughs> Another question from Pepelo14. This one's, again, off Kingdom Hearts, but it's kind of relevant. Announcements. What do you prefer? Something like Fallout 4 or something like Kingdom Hearts 3 and Beyond Good and Evil 2? <laughs> Not the Kingdom Hearts 3 route. Yeah, please don't. If you're, yeah. The, the, the slow burn is no longer a burn anymore. Just yeah. a sad trudge through, like, a never-ending, like, rain cloud storm. Yeah, yeah. I like the Fallout 4 route where it's like, here's our game, and it's out in six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. I like the balance of the two. There's a middle ground. Like sure. I, I yeah. like having both. I think that I want more games to do the Fallout 4 approach, but I do feel like there are certain developers or teams or franchises that I think are too big to just do that with. Mm -hmm. And I think an example for me is Death Stranding. I, I like the way that it's being handled. I like mm -hmm. that we don't know when it's coming out. There's no promises being made. Or what it is. Or yeah. what it is. But I like that it's like- <laughs> If I, any of those trailers will exist in the game. I, I, yeah, exactly. But I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. that that's kind of part of the whole thing. And I know that when the game comes out, I'm gonna enjoy the game. I think Kingdom Hearts is a little bit different because at this point it is just like, why? Yeah. Like we know yeah. what that game is. Why is it taking this long? Cause it's just, it's hard to wrap my head around us getting a bazillion sequels with weird names and we haven't gotten <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. We forgot yeah. one game actually. We forgot Kingdom Hearts Unchained the Key, the oh, mobile yes. game. Yeah. Which uh, what, where do you they, fall on that? They've put a lot of story into that game. They did. Which is crazy. Story. Like it's the back cover from the uh, 0 0.2 collection. Like that's 
in there. Yeah. The back cover story is essentially part of the story from Unchained Key. Yeah. But then they've kept it going. And it's I know like, this is oh, a stupid can, question, yeah. but did you guys watch that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I watched it. I made it an event at yeah. my house. Oh, yeah? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this thing. Um, it's really dumb. Yeah. But it ties into that new trailer. It like it does. ties into the orchestra trailer. Which it is does. there's so <laughs> Which many is problems crazy. with yeah. this. It that, does. That's an issue. That's yeah. all the stuff that I care least about when it comes to Kingdom Hearts is let's just keep going back. Let's just keep going back. But how did this start? But how did this start? And it's like, stop asking that question. Yeah. Like yeah. let's just focus on what's interesting and what's cool and the characters that we have. When Organization 13 was first seen in two, I was like, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like these are characters I awesome. care about. These yeah, are that yeah. like, memories, like the fact oh, that yeah. it's not Disney characters or Final Fantasy characters, and I still care. That's awesome. But hit a point now where I'm like, I don't give a shit about these unicorn things, and like, <laughs> what, like I don't know what's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel like they're playing. I feel like at this point with the plot, they're playing too much into the people who have played everything. Like yeah. they're putting these little bitty details into it that like a lot of people are still like missing so you can't just be like a casual Kingdom Hearts fan you have to yeah. be a crazy person like us <laughs> yeah oh, and wow. it's, that's, it's so hard to kind of manage that and deal with it and I, I don't know what the right call is because you look at something like Star Wars which I think had a similar issue where with the expanded universe it got crazy yeah. and there was no way for people to keep it like headcanon of what is going on like when it comes to Han Solo and his kids and this and like, where does it all fall in? And then blowing that up and then being like, all right, cool. Now we're the new trilogy and whatever comes mm -hmm. out. I feel like even now we're at a point with Star Wars though, that there is so much stuff that is canon that not everyone knows all of the, the details, but most of it is insignificant. It doesn't matter. Right. You can go in yeah. and watch the core movies yeah. and get all of it out of it. But then there'll be like a little nod here or there. Like I think the way that uh, the Easter eggs that were in Rogue One yeah. that tie into Star Wars to Rebels, Rebels mm -hmm. is like that, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. But I feel like Kingdom Hearts is just no. not yeah. doing like, I, no. I could probably go see The Last Jedi having not read any of the comics and I'll be fine. But yep. for people who have, there'll be there'll a couple of There'll definitely be nods yeah. here and there. Yeah. But it is, yeah, there's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. And Star Wars does it cleanly. Kingdom Hearts yeah. did it in the exact opposite way and retconned itself so many times. Across it into, like, a bunch of different consoles yes. and a bunch yeah. of different like mediums, even like handheld versus console. It's just like versus mobile, and mobile versus yeah. in Japan, movie. you have this and it's just like, yeah. Whoa. Well, I mean, they have talked about three being the end of this saga. And so like to your point of wanting a this reboot, saga. like I don't think three will be the reboot, no, but where they can go be. after they do have an opportunity to wipe the slate a little clean. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe the world ends at the end of Kingdom Hearts three. And With then you. that's like, whatever. Hey, yeah. And then go. everything's done. And then yeah. they're just starting over. Yeah. But. Done. So, all right. This is an impossible challenge, but I'm throwing it out. Oh boy. Mm. What is the plot of Kingdom Hearts? And we don't need to get into the nitty gritty <laughs> details. Okay. Go. The series? Yeah. Like the what whole matters? thing? Yeah, like the whole what thing? matters in Kingdom Hearts? Like to get people excited to play three that are like, fuck Kingdom Hearts, I don't care about it. What are the things they need to know about? Why is this story cool? Oh God, oh boy, where do we start? Yeah. Where do we well, start? Like, do we start chronologically? Do we start from Do we one? start with the cult from Unchained Key? Oh, do God. we start with the Keyblade Wars? I feel like uh, Keyblade Wars, I think more than the cult. Okay. So for people who don't Forget know. the cult. We don't have yeah. to talk about the cult. They end up in a... There's a cult. <laughs> yes. Surprise. Uh, much like the cult we're in right now. Cult. So there is a war where people fight with weapons that are the Keyblades and they're people from many different worlds. I'm assuming they mean all of like the Disney and like Final Fantasy worlds. Yeah. So different worlds, not specified. There is a war, the war is resolved, 
but people are still trained to use the Keyblade just in case something else happens, and they're tasked with just making sure all the worlds stick to their shit and nobody does anything terrible. And one of these Keyblade wielders is a man named Xehanort who just wants to watch the world burn. Voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Michael Caine. Uh, yeah, he just wants to. He, <laughs> he just wants everyone to like and go down in like a fiery explosion. So he concocts a plan to just screw everything up and create an ultimate weapon like the Death Star, but it's a Keyblade uh, that will like unlock the heart of all worlds, aka the actual Kingdom Hearts that the series is named after. And summoning that Kingdom Hearts will somehow screw everything up. We're not really told yeah. how. It's but, both great and terrible Kingdom yes. Hearts somehow. The mm, thing itself is both mm. bad but also wonderful. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like the, love. Yes, or like the One Ring of Power, except much less uh, easy to explain. Yes. Um, so he, so in during this time, Xehanort realizes that, like, so he does succeed in creating the weapon, and that weapon gets destroyed. So what he does to to uh, extend his life is he possesses the body. <laughs> of another Keyblade wielder, and that Keyblade wielder's spirit gets ejected into the ether while his will remains in his haunted suit of armor in a graveyard, but that's another story. Um, so this person, this Xehanort has been, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where you lost Kevin. There we go. This is just so, birth by sleep. This is, yeah, this is this is just birth by sleep. So yeah. this human being, Xehanort possessed a, possessed a man named Terra. So this possessed Terra uh, loses his memories and goes out into the world and is found by a scientist named Ansem who brings him into his laboratory where most of the Organization 13 people work. And they are experimenting with separating people from their hearts for some sick reason. Yeah, why not? Uh, they're and, bored. Yeah, they're, they're bored. <laughs> they're bored. And, and they discover that if you se you can separate a person's heart into a heartless, I don't know why the heart is called the heartless because it's the heart, heart itself. Yeah. And then the nobody, which is a supposedly sh a human being without a heart or a thing without a heart. And if you're a strong-willed person, you remain a person. But if you're not, you become one of those creepy zipper white. people. Yep. Like you became yeah. a wacky inflatable tube man, basically. Okay. And we all aspire. And uh, Ansem sees the research that this that Xehanort possessing Terra is doing, and is like, "This is bad. I'm shutting the lab down. This is too creepy. Bye." And Ansem leaves. And Xehanort Terra takes his name, Ansem, and continues doing the research under his name. And then there's a giant explosion or something that separates all of Organization 13's hearts from their people, and they all become nobodies, led by uh, led by Terra's body, possessed by Xehanort under Ansem's name, who now becomes a guy named Xemnas, which, if you, which is Ansem with an X, but if you also scramble it, it spells mansex. And... Ansem the Heartless. You won Kevin back. I got that. I did that Kevin's for you, Kevin. Back in. And then you have Ansem the Heartless. So you have Ansem mm -hmm. the Heartless and Xemnas, which is the body of of Xehanort possessing Terra. So it's still it's some weird physics happening in there. So they create Organization Thirteen, and they're going about doing their thing, collecting hearts, trying to make an artificial Kingdom Hearts. While all of that is happening, uh, Aqua, one of the peep, one of the Keyblade wielders from the first game, um, goes and. Wait, I forgot something. So Aqua, Aqua for, for and the, Terra, the, the general, audience, yeah, the guy, like, yeah. the guy who's possessed, they give the Keyblade powers to Sora and Riku. So Sora and Riku wake up. The darkness comes to Destiny Island, and Riku answers the call and is like, "I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna follow the darkness." And Sora follows him, thinking Riku is going somewhere bad, where he is. And Kairi somehow gets mixed in that. I don't know what the hell happened to Kairi. So. Sora's adventures happen. <laughs> Kyrie's there. Sora's the subtitle. Kyrie's there. To Kingdom Hearts 1. Doing a thing. Yeah. So, um, so 
Sora rescues Riku from the darkness, mostly. Riku is still possessed by Ansem's darkness and spends the next two games coping with that. Sora defeats Ansem's Heartless, and all that's left to defeat is Xemnas and Organization 13. Xemnas, who is the possessed version of Terra, Xehanort inside Terra. So Kingdom Hearts 2... I love this. Sora so and Riku. I know. Sora you are and Riku. nailing this. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have to step in. This I'm is trying. Great. Correct me if I. <laughs> no, like. you're you're doing well. <laughs> so Sora and Riku in Kingdom Hearts two, not to, working together but separately. Uh, Riku always one step ahead of. <laughs> Kevin just laughed very loudly. Riku always one step ahead of Sora. Uh, clean while Sora is Classic looking for Riku. Riku. So Riku is laying the breadcrumbs for Sora to follow. Um, defeat the rest of Organization Thirteen. Befriend one Axel. He comes into play later. Um, and they finally confront Xemnas after all of Organization Thirteen is dead. He and Kyrie, uh, Riku, Sora, and Kyrie reunited. They defeat Xemnas and they're like, "Great, we can go home now. Everything's great." And Mickey's like, "This is cool. Everyone, go back to normal." However, <laughs> yep, Mickey's. Oh there. yeah, and Mickey's there by yeah, the way. Yeah, Mickey is a king. So, this is like the main plot. So, at the end of Kingdom Hearts two, what has happened, and what I'm assuming is in the note in the bottle that is given is given to them by King Mickey at the end of two, is yeah. there's still a danger because you defeated the heartless and the nobody of. Xehanort possessing Terra, a.k.a. Xehanort's spirit in someone else's body. Uh, he is now gathering his power. I don't know how the hell that works. That's the, I don't know. how Physics, what is it? Um, Doesn't exist. So he's ma amassing power. So they take uh, Sora and Riku, take the Mark of Mastery exam, which is the proficiency to be a Keyblade Master. Riku passes, Sora fails. And Sora goes away to train, which brings us to the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3. And then we also find out at, as of the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, that uh, Xehanort has separated his, his soul into 13 bodies. And these 13 bodies are what we have to defeat in Kingdom Hearts 3. What they are, we know that one is Xemnas, Xemnas' form. Yeah. One is Ansem's form. We saw them in the latest trailer. One is Saix, who was organization member number seven, who willingly stayed with Xehanort after all of that stuff went down. Um, and then there are 10 more, I don't know what the hell they are. And then the people going against them are Seven Lights, which I'm assuming is Sora, uh, Riku, Kairi, who's being trained for some stupid reason, Aqua, who they have to rescue from the darkness, Ventus, yep. who is sleeping in a room somewhere, Terra, who they have to fix, because yep. his body and his spirit and his will are all in three separate places. And I'm assuming the last um, one is King Mickey. Yeah, what about... Uh, Axel. Axel Lee. Axel, who is no longer named Axel oh. because he became a real boy again and yep. lost the X in his name. So he's Lee now. So and those seven people are going to fight. So we're up to... <laughs> <laughs> Andy Cortez walks Andy in with the best oh, no, you caught us ever. Discussing Kingdom Hearts. You are never going to invite me back. Not after this. That was fantastic. I mean, it yeah, is. Pretty much. So that's it. How long was I talking that's for? That's it. Was uh, that, like uh, that was the hour and 12 minutes. That yeah, was oh, that entire thing. Oh, George, okay. Okay. That's it. That's, that's the boilerplate. Yeah, that is, yeah. Like short version. With there's no a thing extra. that controls all the power of hearts. Friends are your power. Yeah. S save King Mickey and some people. So that's, here's I got my sweaty problem. Explaining that. No, you I'm did like, fantastic. You, you nailed you, it. You did so well. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like the biggest problem with what just happened yeah. is that you explained the plot yes. of Kingdom Hearts, and none of that is the things that people are interested in. No. 
There's, you didn't even mention Disney. You said there was worlds. You mentioned King yep. Mickey. King casually. Mickey's there. <laughs> yep, King Mickey's there. Hanging out. Yeah. It's, it's just that's so crazy to me. Yeah. That yeah. they've just doubled down on on this. On the crazy nonsense. Yeah. Well, there was the bo- the the body snatching thing body was snatching. was a big thing. Okay. And then at the end of Dream Drop Distance, you realize that the person you've been fighting the whole time is like Xehanort from the past, yes. and he's like. Yeah. I'm from that. everywhere, and it's just like the like how just the time travel. His old decrepit self, which you assume is now just a wandering spirit in like an Obi Wan Kenobi cloak, <laughs> came went to the past to tell his baby self, "Hey, you have to fuck everything up." Like, where does it start? There's no starting point. Yeah. How is it no start? They've went back so far. Yeah. There's the yeah. unicorn. So the cult so is the unicorns. Th- unicorn saga is the beginning. Yeah. There are different masks, like facets of this cult uh, mm-hmm. who all believe in like the spirit of the Keyblade and everything. And yeah, they're all, f- they're all separate, but also all together. Like their masters try to, they're united under the master of masters. The master of masters, who yeah. is the TM. most, the most, uh, probably the most weirdest character in all of yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Voiced by Ray Chase who also played Noctis in Final Fantasy yes. 15. But he's like um, a sassy modern day dude in the way past. Yeah, very, he like yeah. also just wants to make the world burn and he created like the ultimate Keyblade by putting his eye in it. And that Keyblade is also Xehanort's Keyblade. That's the one yes. that he's carrying. So that's like the, and that's a breadcrumb that people like only like us would find. Yeah, that is not explicitly like a part yeah. of, yeah. So Mickey. Mickey, Mickey Mickey's there. Mickey, Mickey's Mickey the is the king. What is he the king of? So... I, I've actually gotten a lot of like criticism about this point specifically in my book because I identify Mickey as, so he's the king and everyone just calls him the king. He can travel everywhere. He has every power. He has the best keyblade, and everyone universally respects his authority except for the big bads. So I see him as like the king of the universe. He's the benevolent king Fucking watching Mickey, over all. It. Yeah. And he's like the, he is like the, uh, the idea of the Arthurian king in that he has control of, um, the world and the underworld. It is the realm of light and the realm of darkness. Mm-hmm. He oversees all of it, but then he is also a warrior king, and that he goes out into battle on his, uh, yeah. himself. He leads. He leads the uh, leads the troops. Okay. So Imagine I see the him shit as many has to put up with. I know, yeah. man. So God he is the king of the universe, Mickey. <laughs> okay. That's how I see it. There's been some. We had some debates about it. I could see that, yeah. But where people think he's just the king of his specific world, or like the Disney worlds, or where like, was the. They're like, he's the king of Disney town. And okay. it's like, no, 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 no. But if you look at everything he has he power over. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kingdom Hearts 3, essentially, you think that the, the plot of that is going to be the seven versus the 13. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yes. How yeah. is this going to end? Well, well, so that's all like, that's all like hit, hinted at. What I love about the final chapter prologue collection is there is a cutscene called 2.9. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thought that game was going to be called 2.9, the which final, was the weirdest thing that it was 2.8, 2.8, really? yeah. And then the it is 2.9, like it, it sets up essentially the beginning of three. Like I was surprised at how it is right at the start of three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like that whole cold open thing. I think that is where the cold open is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, where it ends, I mean, it'll be this battle. Someone will sacrifice themselves. Probably multiple point. times. I mean, people in yeah. this in, in that lineup have Lee has died have, like four yeah. times, but for good. Like someone's gonna have to sacrifice themselves, and that is the end of. And them. they have to be dead forever. Yeah. And I think I honestly think it's gonna be Riku, which is gonna break my little heart. Yeah. Because Riku is the Riku is the person who in the entire series has grown the most. He's accepted yeah. his darkness and learned to wield it as his strength. Yep. He has uh he has been just the best at everything and is basically the fuel behind Sora's actions. He has cool pants. Yeah. He has cool pants. Cool pants. He has the nice hair. 
yeah. he has to die and mm-hmm. he has to die for good. And it's going to be really upsetting. Yeah. So going back on something that you were making fun of earlier, Kyrie. What is her deal? So Sora and Kyrie are going to name their first child Riku. That is going to be the yes. epilogue to that game. They get married and and Sora laments about the person that he loved the most being dead and names his child after him. Yep. Kyrie is a she's a love interest. She's a plot point and I write about this in my book as well. There are no real strong women in Kingdom Hearts until you get to Aqua. You have Namine who sort of who sort of puts things in motion, but she's also like the she's woman. She's nobody though. She's she, for, literally. Yeah. She's literally, she's literally a nobody. Literally. Kyrie, I don't know. Like, I feel like she got put in that first game as like the simple, the simple, we need simple two boys. Queen. Yeah. Simple link. There you go. You're on fire today. Yeah. Thank you. Um, they need two boys to fight over something. So make it a girl. Yeah. And I feel like that's where Kyrie came from. Cause Kyrie yeah. and Kyrie is the seventh princess of hearts, yeah. which is a convenient way to make her mean something else uh, to them. But I just don't think she has, any point in that game, like she got, she just got kidnapped and then kidnapped from her kidnappers and then kidnapped from her kidnappers again in Kingdom Hearts 2. And now they're training her to be a Keyblade wielder. People, there's a rumor flying around on the internet that she and Riku were playable. I don't want her to be playable. I don't care about her. She hasn't done anything. So I don't, like you could get, they could get rid of her completely for Kingdom Hearts 3 and I don't think anyone would miss her. Mm. She doesn't do anything. It's a cold world. I think people would, but you could also make that game work without her in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you want to trim some of the fat, <laughs> just All a little right. bit. So we're we're done with everything. Is there any closing words about Kingdom Hearts in general? Don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I literally it. Don't be like that. me. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Oh man. So where where's your excitement level for Kingdom Hearts three? I especially after that last trailer, like I am pumped. Really? I, yeah. Okay. But between that and what Final Chapter Prologue set up. Like there, there was fatigue setting in with me for sure, but I am at like, okay, let's do this. I want to play this. I want to see where this goes. Like mm. I'm invested again after a little bit of a lapse. Like I'm here. I feel like I need to see what worlds they add. Okay. Cause I think that that's really going to like, tell me how excited I mm-hmm. am. Cause yeah. right now I'm like, I don't care if you take five more years. Like I don't need to play this game. Like, but I, if, if I see Toy Story, I'm, I'm, that might change that. Cause like that, that, that world would fit so well with what oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is. Oh, yeah. But We'll have to see. Well, guys, thank you for joining me for this very special episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you all for watching live or watching at home whenever you want. Let us know in the comments below what the most ridiculous thing Alexa said today was. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to know because, man, that, oh, no. as you were going through, I was like, was all right, fantastic. cool. I'm sticking yeah. with you. I do know what you're I talking about. I saw your about. eyes glaze over. It, yeah. it hit a point that I'm like, like oh, okay. fuck, I don't know anything. I just love that, like, of this, obviously, we're saying, like, play one and play two and Birth by Sleep, but it's like, Birth by Sleep is so important. It's I wish they had numbered it because yeah. people don't think That's the thing to. is, I, like I feel like Birth by Sleep deserved a number, even yeah. if it was three with the pro or with or 2. the 2.5. Type if that was 2.5. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the proper 2.5 yeah. or, uh, or 0.5, 0, whichever 0. way you want. Oh, God. Yeah. Came out zero, I would have even been fine. Sure. With. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Why did that you do that? That would have worked. Like Yakuza Zero? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts huh. Zero. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Peace.